There's a cold silence that we don't dare speak. There's a wall between us and a river so deep. We keep pretending that there's nothing wrong. There's a cold of silence and it can't go on. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on September the 3rd, 2013. And uh, this is Cutting Through the Matrix. What a matrix it surely is, isn't it? It's getting worse all the time. It's very it's thick like treacle, in fact, isn't it? Lots of information that tries and attempts. It's very difficult really because there's so much information you'd have to really learn and history as well to, to tie the system together to show you where it's going, how it got to even the stage of why it wants to go where it's going and how it got to where you are today because we take everything for granted as time goes on. Every generation does. They have their own separate indoctrination and you're updated. Every generation is updated. Actually, it's every few years now with kindergarten updated into the big changes that which those children will grow up into an experience in their lifetimes with the big, big changes already planned. They call it progressiveness, you see. It's progressive education for the progressive society, but no one ever defines who decides what progressive is. It's very old, centuries old, in fact, and there are definitely organizations that work towards this. So I tie it together. I show you how private foundations came out of all two to help run the world. Uh, their way, of course, and they were comprised of the richest folk on the planet at the time, the richest international moneylenders, the ones who lent to whole nations and still want to do it today, in fact, many of the families. And how they set up their private foundations and they can hire, and they have hired thousands of non-governmental organizations which lobby government. And it works with government, in fact, because government's only too happy to receive them and put the laws forward and stamp them as approved. And then they say the people have spoken. Of course, the people haven't spoken because you don't elect the NGO these non-governmental organizations, you don't, uh, you don't uh, get to vote on foundations running your lives. And these foundations are across the whole world now, all connected together on the same course. They advise all governments, in fact, of policies, all kinds of policies to do with social policy and foreign policies and so on, and, and financial policies. And, and uh, this has been this way for an awful long time, a hundred years now. So we're in a, a system which is a good guise of what they call democracy and which is nonsense altogether, in fact. And you're run by a, a form of plutocracy, you might say, uh, that's been here for an awful long time. And they're training you now to go into an authoritarian society. That's what it's all about. It's training, training, training. And it's the best way to do it. That's, that's what they call terrorism, the war on terror, war on drugs, war on everything else. And constant wars get you trained to simply obey, obey as government expands into more agencies that control your lives. This is an old, old, old plan written about back in the 1700s, in fact, even before the French Revolution. And we're here today and most of it's been implemented already. And the public are confused. They think they must be protected because that's a big mantra. I've got to protect you by taking all your rights away. And the public simply accept it. They're very confused and so on. So help yourself to cuttingthroughthematrix.com. You'll learn how it all works, to get in, works together, how long it's been here, who's behind it, and so on, where they're taking you to, and how they play with you. Something they understand awfully well is you. They have your, your constant updates from your 
websites and your chats and phones and all the rest of it, they've got all they need to know about you and you update it yourself as you go through changes in your own life, in fact. And that's added to your personality profile instantly, all automatically. And they have a rundown on you. They can even play games on you with the Pentagon. And I've read the articles from the Pentagon before where they have virtual us, all of us, in their systems. And they run games to see how you'd react in a virtual world, giving real-life situations. And they say it's very, very accurate. You would actually, you would uh, actually behave that way in real life. So this is how far it's gone. Total control of society by controlling every single person. And we're pretty well there today. We're pretty well there. So remember, too, you can you can help me take along at CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com by helping buy the books and discs uh, at, and donating as well. Because I don't bring on big sponsors and big advertisers. This is not a big business. And I don't intend it to be either words because I don't even get anything that's big and still have credulity and honesty as well. It can't happen. Too many forces will lean on you because you're, you're then beholden to them for money, for advertising or whatever it happens to be. And so you have to sway your way and sway your mind to accommodate all of that. That's just the way life happens to be. So you can help me take along if you buy the books and discs at CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. From the US to Canada, don't forget you can still use personal checks or international postal money orders. From the post office, you can send cash or use PayPal. Across the world, you've got Western Union, MoneyGram, and PayPal once again. Now, and straight donations, as I say, are awfully welcome as we go through, because it's awfully expensive to keep all these sites up. And the reason there's so many sites up is because even with so-called unlimited uh, uploading, I've been cut off many times by the big boys, and I've had to get more and more sites until we sort out their mistakes, which are, are deliberate mistakes, actually. There's many ways to dissuade you from doing things, and believe you me, they, they, they play them all. But we live in a controlled society. It's been that way my whole life, and my parents' life too. They didn't know. I did. And uh, I knew from a very early age simply by the books I was reading at uh, very good libraries back in Britain. And um, very old books too, uh, even from the 1700s that gave you history at the time. And even old newspapers, by the way, some of them collected newspapers in those old libraries. And if you're awfully lucky, you get to read through them. It was fascinating to see the complete difference in the history of, say, Scotland and England as opposed to what you get today. Uh, which is total, total nonsense, actually. It, it, that's what it's replaced it all with. And so history is always being modified. And we live through uh, an age of complete modification. In fact, reality has changed in your life many, many times over to do with the past. Even the recent past can be changed so quickly. It's uh, so easy now with all electronic data because uh, it goes down the memory hole. Uh, they scrub uh, the original sites clean. You won't find any trace of so many articles, if, even if you keep it and save it for yourself, which is all you can really do. But this happens all the time because we go, I go through link checker here uh, every so often to see if all the old links are still working. And you're constantly finding the, the ones that brought them out are gone and they've scrubbed them. So you have to search elsewhere for, for the links that other papers or whatever have copied. Uh, and it's an ongoing battle. It's so easy to do. There's no hard copies of anything anymore pretty well. And this was all designed and talked about before we were given the internet how it all play along and work in the favour of those that already ruled. And we are ruled. For, for folks who don't know it, we are ruled. We don't have elected people at all. 
the presidents and prime ministers in all the so-called democratic countries for a hundred years have all belonged to the one organization. And that was the Royal Institute for International Affairs, also called Council on Foreign Relations in other countries outside the UK. They have, they have their branches across the whole world and they are on board with the same policies. They create policies for governments. They even put their own people into government at the top. It doesn't matter about the ones at the bottom. They're allowed free competition. And that's according to their own historian at the Council on Foreign Relations. That was Professor Carl Quigley, who was in charge of their archives and their histories as well. The reason they have archives there is because they have a different version of history. They have all, what we're given is history, but they have all the, the blacked out bits filled in. The reasons why things really happen, uh, who, who benefits, of course, financially and all the rest of it, uh, and so on and so on. So we're given rubbish to, to read and discuss. Uh, a lot of indoctrination goes in with it too. And again, don't forget that most of your indoctrination, uh, apart from getting it from the news, it's very minimalistic from the news, very simplistic stuff, that's standard propaganda, but also comes from, from entertainment. Entertainment. If you look at the, how many movies the U.S. has churned out with Pentagon funding, uh, with uh, the military involved or FEMA saving us all from meteors or whatever it happens to be. It's, it's just incredible. Hundreds and hundreds of them to make you, make you think that that's what these agencies are all there for. But also training you to simply obey, just like in the movies, uh, when they come out in force for you to save you all, of course. And, and you simply do what you're told and you jump when they tell you to jump because they care about you. Back with more after this. Hi folks, we're back cutting through the matrix, talking about propaganda, and we're bombarded with it all the time. Most folk don't even, they think they know what propaganda is, but they, they only know little bits of, of how it works, because there's a lot more to propaganda and the art of controlling the masses than, than simple, simply lying to the general public. You're trained through it, you're trained constantly. And I was talking to someone just the other day there who mentioned about the, the Boston bombings and how they keep pulling up the same woman, young woman, with the story of uh, she was going to be a dancer or something. She lost a leg and they keep going through getting a prosthesis and artificial leg. How brave she is. And it, and it was done in, it's done and always done in this, a mushy way that you get in the, and the, they call it breakfast news in, in the U.S. where they love these human interest stories and everybody's almost crying, of course, and it's put across in a certain way. But you see, remember too, and I'm not saying it was fake, but you can actually put a lot of fake things over in the same way too because you're preconditioned to react when you see something like that and fall right into it. You're already conditioned with the formula. And everything boils down to formula, you understand. And that's how you train people for propaganda, is, is by setting uh, propaganda uh, formulas in their mind. And as soon as the proper buttons are pressed in the same controlled format of presentation, you'll fall right into it and you'll swallow anything you're told to swallow. It's, it's very, very simple. And... Um, Jack C. Lull goes on about uh, propaganda. I've mentioned him many times, and he's probably done some of the best in-depth 
uh, studies on it, at least for the general population, uh, as, a part, as opposed to simply those at the top who actually have, do it as a science with the neuroscientists and behaviourists and all that. Thousands of them work for all governments, many governments, and the think tanks too. But anyway, you remember too that um, repetition from all the media at the same time on the same topics, quoting the same things, uh, is very important as well. Even if some of them take the step of, of, of quoting the same things and then they um, will pretend near the end of the story that they're not quite sure if they go along with it or not. But they've already quoted the same things. That's the important part, you understand, before they pick it apart. And it says here, this is what Lal said, that um, to make the organization of propaganda possible, the media must be concentrated. The number of news agencies reduced, the press uh, brought under single control, and radio film monopolies are established. Well, Hollywood was a monopoly when it started. It came out and was functioning very, very quickly. In fact, multi-billions of dollars way back then, in fact, uh, because it's so important to control the minds of the general public, especially for changes that was planned. But it says effects will still be greater if the various media are concentrated in the same hands. And that was from uh, the formation of men's attitudes and on propaganda. But it says Stalinist propaganda was in great measure founded on Pavlov's theory of the conditioned reflex. Hitlerian propaganda was in great measure founded on Freud's theory of repression and libido. American propaganda is founded in great measure on John Dewey's theory of teaching. So you're going to understand uh, what Dewey was all about too and learn as much as you can about the man because he put out the whole agenda for the U.S. indoctrination system there. They sent them out all over the world, by the way, the same kind of Dewey from the same place. And... Um, it also says, each medium is particularly suited to a certain type of propaganda. The movies and human contacts are the best media for sociological propaganda in terms of social climate. Slow infiltration. Slow infiltration because in a movie you think you're being entertained, your firewall's down. You're not suspicious about anything. And there's techniques to get you hooked. There's many hooks in a movie. So even if it's a bad movie, you'll watch it to the end if the right hooks are there. This is progressive inroads and overall integration. Public meetings and posters are more suitable for tools for providing uh, shock propaganda, intense but temporary, leading to immediate action. The press tends more shape, uh, to shape, shape more general views. Radio is likely to be an instrument of international action and psychological warfare, whereas the press is used domestically. Direct propaganda aimed at modifying opinions and attitudes must be preceded by propaganda that is sociological in character. Sociological propaganda can be compared to ploughing. Direct propaganda is to sowing, and you cannot do one without the, doing the other first. So you've got to prepare the, 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 the field, basically, before you start sowing the seeds and all the rest of it for propaganda. It's a whole bunch of, uh, as I said, big, big uh, science in itself, propaganda. And also, you find that uh, this is propaganda must also furnish an explanation for all happenings. All happenings. Very simplistic again. Doesn't matter how complicated things are, or how many players appear to be uh, involved in things. It must be uh, very simplistic. That's why when they give you uh, lies, you know, weapons of mass destruction, uh, they don't go into it in any detail because if they do, there's too many holes will open up that could be attacked. So you keep it very simplistic, even if it appears stupid to some people. And uh, it says, a key to understanding why the whys and the reasons for economic and political developments. We're always given these all the time. 
as though money was some kind of exact science. It's a big con, folks. It's always been a big con. And it's simply, it's like credit cards. Money's drawn out of thin air when they give you the cash in a credit card. It's created on the spot. Lots of good uh, exposés on that, of course. And it's the same with uh, private central banks as well. They're privates. They're given the power to, to, to issue the cash and all the rest of it and, and run that. All of us are all, everyone's lives. We're all dependent on a big, big scam, uh, which is, is, is held up with great mystique so as we can't get into it in any big, big depth. But money's come, I mean, adding things up and subtracting them is, is rather simple. Basic sums, we used to call it at school. Basic sums. That's all it is, folks. So when it's dressed up in mystique and all the rest of it and fancy terminology, you're being conned. That's how texters use conology. But anyway, it says, news loses its uh, frightening character when it offers information for which the listener already has a ready explanation in his mind. It's been given to you, you see, or for which you can easily find one. The great force of propagandalizing, giving modern man all-embracing simple explanations and massive doctrinal causes without which he could not live with the news. That's from the same uh, same book, Propaganda, by Jax E. Lull. And also, modern propaganda reaches individuals enclosed in the mass and as participants in that mass. Yet it also aims at, at a crowd. One of the first ones that came out for the public to read this was called The Crowd, in fact, before Bernays. But it says, but it only is a body composed of individuals. And a crowd is that's all a crowd is. And it says, what does this mean? So you're an individual, but you're in a crowd. It says, first of all, that the individual never is considered as an individual, but always in terms of what he has. Get this part, it's very important. What you have in common with others, such as his motivations, his writings, or his myths, you see. And that's very important because even years ago, when it came out initially that the government and, and all these uh, servers and so on were giving uh, professors at uh, universities who also get black budgets from governments to, and the big foundations to study all of us, they were already trying to find out your clusters, uh, those that you email to, chat to, and so on. What do you have in common with them? That's all to do with perfecting all propaganda techniques, you understand. That's what it's for. So the more info they have on you, the more predictable you are. It's very important in a totalitarian system that we all be incredibly predictable. And unfortunately, most folk are now today because they put all their private thoughts out, even their ramblings instantly out there, some of them, and is picked up. It says propaganda tends to make the individual live in a separate world. You must not have outside points of reference. He must not be allowed a moment of meditation, that's very important, or reflection. That's where you're bombarded, bombarded. The more hype you put into it, your mind switches off. And they got, they got this technique, by the way, uh, in, in the U.S., more than anywhere else. They got it from the U.S. by watching the old tent preachers back in the early 1900s. And I'll explain that when I come back after this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth.
Hi folks, we're back cutting through the matrix, talking about propaganda. It's a huge area to cover actually, propaganda, and you can't do it in an hour even, but uh, they could certainly give many lectures on it altogether, but um, propaganda has many facets uh, that work. Uh, in fact, you're trained from, from birth onwards through different phases of these. Uh, they use the milestones for children, how they learn and so on, but they use milestones in propaganda too, according to your age group as well, as you go on and on and on, preparing you for more propaganda down the road. But also, as I've mentioned before, propaganda tends to make the individual live in a separate world. That's awfully important. He must not have outside points of reference. He must not be allowed a moment of meditation or reflection. And this is, instead, successful propaganda will occupy every moment of the individual's life. Through posters, loudspeakers, when he's out walking, through radio and newspapers at home. Now, as I say, they, they, got a, they really studied, as it, we've been so well studied down through many centuries, that if you go into the histories and read even why Benjamin Franklin, who, a very interesting character, um, who uh, had many faces, you might say, and many roles, but see, he said, when I'm a Mohammedan, I'm a Mohammedan in the Middle East, if I was in the Middle East, he says, and at home I'm a Christian, if I'm a, if I'm a Christian, didn't believe in, in Christianity at all. But he, he also, and, and so on and so on. He would take on the persona of a person, whoever, whoever country he would happen to be in. And he brought over Gen- John Wesley, I think it was John Wesley. And not because he liked the guy, but he even built a church for him. But the problem was, I mean, the reason he, he did it actually was because Wesley had a fantastic way of, of uh, controlling crowds of listeners. Very, very important. And he could sway their, their emotions, and it's very important too. And uh, the tent preachers carried this on into the 20th century, uh, and in the early 20th century. Uh, it still goes on today in TV evangelism. It's all the same techniques that are used, only now they go into it big-time Hollywood productions almost, with big speakers, uh, mixing boards, uh, lighting specialists, and all the rest of it, to, to hype up the emotion or darken a certain point of trepidation, that kind of stuff, you see. But if you notice the, time, the ten preacher types are the, the, the kind they get on television and raking the cash big-time, like, like uh, Benny Hinn. The ones that pass the five-gallon pails around to get all the cash, you know. You'll find that um, uh, they talk faster, faster than than someone, like than an auctioneer even. And they start off by hitting emotive points, emotional points. What worries everyone? Well, it's cash. Can you survive another day, another week, whatever? Are you going to have a job? Are you going to say, say, uh, stay uh, pretty fit? Are you going to get sick? Or are other folk already sick around you? Are you sick? Things that, are, that everyone will get to eventually, and it hits them, of course. And then they go faster and faster and faster, like a machine gun. And what happens then? You see, uh, your firewall again has to crash. It literally crashes, unless you walk out. Because if you're trying to follow the guy, he's going to lose you so fast. Because as you're trying to take the points that he's making, very, very quick points, uh, he's on, already on to the next one and the next one, and eventually you just sit back and you're getting downloaded, boom, 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 boom. Your firewall's down, it's crashed, and you're being downloaded. And uh, the, the guy's hypnotized uh, you, basically, in a very, a very real sense. 
and he becomes a, a godlike character to you uh, in that that particular state because I see your firewall is your first defense for anything. When someone's talking to you, you'll say, "Well, I agree with that point, but I don't disagree, I don't agree with this point," and so on and so on. That's how it works. When he's talking like a, an auctioneer, you, you, you don't you can't do that so fast, so fast. So you can't be allowed a moment of thought or whatever. It's just boom, 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 boom. And you understand, too, that much propaganda can be with uh, the agenda or what appears to be the opposing agenda. Because you're dealing with professionals uh, down through centuries of revolutions. I hope you understand that point. So it's so important to, 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 you're not living, just living in the present. You are the product of many revolutions that have gone before that never worked out the way that the people who, uh, that did all the fighting, whatever, or even, even the social revolutions thought that would, they would end up being. It's actually called progressiveness, as I say. It's a progressive system. And it's never defined to you because you're not in the right societies. And they know how to bring it on and how to prepare you for the next one because they also believe in, remember, come back to your old history classes, you didn't just have the Stone Age and, and, and Bronze Age and Iron Age and all the rest of it in different ages. You also have different cultural changes too as you go along and new systems. You even had systems where you bartered. Then you go into the, to, to the trading uh, for gold or silver because certain people had uh, monopolies on that at the time. And then you go into the, the coining of things, and then then we go into paper, which is the promise to to pay, etc. Uh, and even that can be a big lie too, because they won't pay you in the species that that came out with in the first place. Anyway, the thing is, you're being prepared for the next system. Now, the big boys at the top that plan the world and plan the future are always preparing the future. You 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 live in a system where you think, I hope nothing gets worse than it is. That's that's why we we all think. I hope it doesn't get worse. I, thought, I hope prices don't go any higher than they're doing and inflation goes up. I, 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 I hope uh, wages won't be frozen. And they really have been frozen since about the 1980s in North America, even for starting wages and so on. So you have all these, these trepidations and hopes, etc. And you want things to stay much the same and just don't get any worse for a little while. At least till you're, till you're long gone, you see. Then they can start it all over. You don't really care about other people or what's to come. That's the way you've been trained to see things. And um, the big boys at the top already have their plans for the next revolutions. And most revolutions, remember, are pretty bloodless. as cultural changes, cultural attitudes that are changed for the coming systems. And what they often say is we can't go on like this. And these are the ones who are opposing the system, and you don't, you don't realize that they're often working for the system because the big boys have no intention of going on like this. Understand how simply simple it really is. So be very careful about propaganda. It works in many ways. Many ways. Don't allow yourself to be overloaded by a fast-talking. Um, uh, I always talk about the auctioneer because there was a song about that a long time ago. It's quite fast indeed, but it was very appropriate to the, the same as at the tent preachers, who could knock your socks off and everything else off, and probably take everything off you too and get rich uh, by fast, fast, fast talking. And you couldn't keep up with them. You couldn't criticize point by point. It was just too fast for you. And then you also get into the sway. It's another part too. When you're a big crowd, most folks start to behave the same way. That's why you put leaders into crowds and people will mimic what they do. It's so easy to do it with them. It's well understood. Uh, if you look into propaganda, even in entertainment, you go back into the days of Frank Sinatra. 
And the big, uh, you understand stars are created not by themselves, but the big creation machine that's in, that's in the entertainment industry. Remember that. Always has been. And um, that's if the guy gets rich, or at least he appears to be rich. Often they're not, because the big boys own record companies, own pretty well everything. But anyway, getting back to what I'm saying about entertainment, you understand that the, the, the big machine creates the stars. And back in Frank Sinatra's day, they came up with a new stunt, and that was to make the crowd, mainly women, of course, because that was who he appealed to, and, uh, uh, and that's who he'd been trained to appeal to, um, started throwing their underwear, taking it off and throwing it at the stage. It was way back, back then. And they simply went further from there. Now, the rest of the women would, would start copying what the learners were doing to be risque, you see. Everyone wants to be on the cutting edge. Oh, well, I'm risque. I'll show my pals, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it's done, folks. So never lose who you are in any kind of crowd or setting. I don't care what kind it is. Always retain yourself. Even though the pressure around you is trying to fight that and destroy retaining yourself. Because it really does in a crowd. It's a whole science there in itself, in fact, just that part alone. But I just thought I'd touch on propaganda tonight because of the massive propaganda we're getting on the next builds-up, and people think it's um, all crashing down for Obama, etc., which nothing of the kind is going to happen here. Nothing of the kind is going to happen. And if, if anything, which, which caught me today, it was one article I was reading about him saying that uh, you didn't really need the authority of the Congress to go to war with uh, Syria. Uh, technically, he's right, because I've never bored with the Constitution for years. But the thing is, too, he said, uh, but I, I thought, because there'd been some objections, I thought I would put it to Congress, uh, uh, you know, uh, and for, well, I mean, he thought or he decided, that's what he said, I decided to put it to Congress. No, you don't decide, Sonny, because it's supposed to be the law. That That's in the Constitution. You have no choice but to go that way, although you've ignored it in the past, many times. And so have many other people before you, of course, because that's how the public again trained, were trained by familiarity. Well, the last guy did it, so and the guys did it way back, and blah, blah, blah. That's how it's done. They call them policing actions now, too, or stability exercises. Very Orwellian, of course, where you have ministries of peace. They go and slaughter to, to bring the peace, you know, and then they plunder the country, grab all of its accounts across the world, and pillage it, and rape it, and leave it dysfunctional and at the Stone Age. Back with more after this. Hi folks, we're back cutting through the matrix, talking about propaganda. Everything is propaganda, isn't it? And sometimes we get sucked into it trying to fight it as well. And then you end up uh, being a part of a, a propaganda uh, system without checking the facts that you're spouting out. You're repeating them. But uh, logic isn't taught, as I say, anymore in school or reasoning. But the, 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 it's actually an art of reasoning, how you come to reason. And logic is a very important part of it, too. And again, you can only depend on yourself for logic. No one else is going to do it for you. If, if they do it for you, then you're a follower. If you're a follower, you're brainwashed. Now, there's an article out about a point-by-point rebuttal of the U.S. case for war in Syria. I'll put that up tonight at cuttingthroughthemidrace.com. 
at the end of this broadcast. But it goes through all the propaganda, very simply, so again, the government's given out in the U.S., including how many numbers of people have died over there with gas or some kind or another. And none of them tally up with any, any other country's estimate, two of the dead or, or anything else. But it says, Anthony Kordsman, a former senior defense official who is now with the Washington-based Center for Strategic and International Studies, took the aim at death toll discrepancies in an essay published Sunday, because the U.S. government says 1,429, including 426 children. But anyway, he criticized carriers being sandbagged and using absurdly over-precise number of 1,429, and noted that the number didn't agree with either the British assessment of at least 350 fatalities, or other Syrian opposition sources, namely the Syrian Observation for Human Rights, which has confirmed 502 dead, including about 100 children and tens of rebel fighters, and has demanded that Kerry provide the names of the victims included in the U.S. tally. President Obama was then forced to round off the number at well over 1,000 people, creating a mix of contradictions over the most basic facts, Korsman wrote. He added that the blunder was reminiscent of the mistakes the U.S. made in preparing Secretary Colin Powell's speech to the U.N. on Iraq in 2003. That's when Powell also showed you this vague thing. It's amazing, too, they can show you the make uh, and, and uh, the type of a pack of cigarettes from that satellite's in outer space. But when it comes to all the fuzzy photographs they always give you for war with the best satellites in the world and all the rest of it, uh, it's all fuzzy. And he says, we've got to get this thing out of the way. It's a big launcher for a missile, he says, this huge big carrier thing. Ended up after they, after they, of course, destroyed Iraq. And they did destroy it. That was the intention. Uh, that uh, Britain came forward and said, well, we sold them that. And it was actually for, for a weather, for, as a transportation for carrying weather balloons. They knew that all along. So doesn't, facts don't matter, you understand, when you're slated to be slaughtered. It doesn't matter. But it says an unclassified version of a French intelligence report in Syria that was released Monday hardly cleared things up. France confirmed only 281 fatalities, though it more broadly agreed with the United States that the regime had used chemical weapons in the August 21 attack. And of course France said that, because don't you understand that France has got a big, big grab. France is broke, folks. I mean, it's completely socialist. It's completely broke. All the wealthier folk are moving out of there, have been for the last few years. And they're completely broke. And France has been given uh, a, a little grab, you see, a little grab, a lucky grab, uh, at, or a party grab, they used to call them, of getting certain things out of, for instance, Libya. That's why they were allowed the, 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 to, to go there and bomb first, you see. That was a statement there that France had already been paid off with some of the, the booty, the spoils out of the country. And it's the same thing here. So, so France is going along with the report, even though it doesn't agree with how many folk are dead. So I'll put this up tonight to show you, and don't forget, forget to don't don't go into the argument part of it. Well, it's only it's this amount of people, or it's that amount of people. Don't don't get into there, folks. Don't get into that at all. Create on it. Go into who did it. That that's more important. You see, don't lose sight of who did it. Who benefits? Who benefits out of all this? And the warmongers that had planned to to take all these countries out back in the nineties are the ones who benefit. Don't forget, Libya had uh, all of the finances of the whole countries and people's pensions and everything uh, all tied up uh, 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 in banks across the world, like everybody else has across the world. Every other country does the same. And they were all stolen and haven't told us where those billions went to.
And never will, folks. War is very primitive. It hasn't changed at all. It hasn't changed at all. Now, things are happening too at home always. Always watch what's happening at home and don't get sucked into one thing totally. Banks plan valuation of natural capital. This is Agenda 21. We've talked about the bail-in, the bail-ins and all the rest of it. Now, they've changed the, the terms of the bail-ins, by the way, where they can grab all your cash. doesn't matter how much you've got in the bank. But this goes into 43 financial institutions, including, again, the World Bank that was set up and, and still run by the Royal Institute for International Affairs, the private organization that created the CFR. They also set up the IMF. They run that and the private central banks. So 43 financial institutions, including the World Bank, have teamed up to agree valuations of different kinds of natural capital like forests, rivers, and unpolluted air. Following the United Nations Conference on Sustainable Development 2012, better known as Rio Plus 20, again set up by Maurice Strong and Rockefeller, his backer, Private organizations we don't vote for again, that we all have to follow now, but they, but they put forward. So an initial group of 39 banks signed a national capital declaration. This defined natural capital as the earth's natural assets, that soil, air, water, flora, and fauna, and the ecosystem services resulting from them, which make human life possible. So they're going to, for, for grabs for everything that makes life possible, not just human life, folks, every kind of life. This is God playing here, you understand that? Because the ones who started the early revolutions, thousands of years ago in fact, uh, wanted to be gods themselves. They're still with them today. And they want, they believe they have the right to rule the whole world and everything in it and on it. It says these assets are worth trillions of dollars each year, according to the declaration, but are not being adequately valued by the global economic system. As such, the plan is to warn and eventually withdraw credit from companies that are abusing these resources. Despite being fundamental to her, here's that word again, well-being, well-being. How's your wellness? My what? It says their daily use remains almost undetected within our economic system. Using natural capital in this way is not sustainable. Here it goes again, you see. The difficulty will come in putting precise numerical values on different types of natural capital. But if that can be accomplished successfully, the hope is that companies who oversee natural resources will be seen as a bad investment. At the moment, uh, overuse of natural capital is not seen as a business risk because everyone believes they can get out before the resources run out and the crash occurs. We're hoping to change the attitude and get companies to pay a price. Now, the price is paid by you folks at the bottom for everything. So, but price for overuse of natural capital. So, the air you breathe, the water you drink, everything else is going to go up, but up and up, because you see, that's a big plan of the big corporations that run the environmental system and also have the biggest corporations on the planet that own the water supplies and the food and everything else, folks. This is what's happening. And don't forget that big meeting at the end of this year with the G20, where they're going to sign into law the personal carbon taxes and personal energy taxes, and all the rest of it, folks, as we're all watching something else. Don't forget that for a second. Also, Snowden came out with uh, the U.S.'s annual black budget, which is $52.6 billion of unsecret programs that they run of destabilization of other countries across the world and stuff like that. Former intelligence contractor Snowden has leaked out a new top-secret document for the first time uh, ever and publicly discloses how the U.S. spends tens of billions of dollars annually on clandestine spy programs. 
The Washington Post revealed the so-called Black Budget Thursday and reports that $52.6 billion was set aside for operations in the fiscal year of 2013. Amongst the biggest priorities for the intelligence community, the Post reported, are offensive cyber operations and research devoted to decoding encrypted communications. The Post Bartom Gelman, Greg Miller and Julie Tate wrote Thursday that Mr. Snowden, the 30-year-old former Booz Allen uh, Hamilton staffer who started leaking classified national security documents, provided the paper with the never-before-published summary of the, the, this year's budget. Below the Post reported that the document is 178 pages in length. They have at the same time elected to only make available one-tenth of the content, citing concerns about the risk to intelligence sources and methods brought up by U.S. officials who were notified ahead of publication. That's great how they're all working together, the media. Eh? We'll, we'll give you a little bit of it. You know, the, the more harmless bits, you know, have a little bit of that. That's what you get, isn't it? Bits and bites, isn't it? And that's how the world really is run, folks, so simply, isn't it? What are you thinking of right now? What have you been told to think of right now? Have you noticed what's happening around you right now? From Hamish from the South Ontario, Canada, it's good night, me, your God, or your God's go with you. <laughs>